Okay, welcome back to a brand new episode of Two Please. I'm your host Abin, and I'm your co-host Rohit. And Rohit, what are we talking about today? So last last season, yeah, yes, I mean, we have seasons. Last <laughs> oh, season, we're we... fancy like that. No, not season. Last year, we don't have a season. We do. This is like season two. Hello, we've just been. We've, I didn't know we had seasons, dude. <laughs> it's color coded. Have you not been paying oh, attention? Oh yes, yes, sorry, sorry. So that's how you're breaking seasons. Code yes, T I L. But uh, yeah, so last season we had uh, feel good movies for the soul, which were legitimately good movies that you enjoyed watching. Uh, we thought we'd do a spin on that this week. Uh, these are movies which objectively are probably not good, but uh, we love watching them. Uh, we're calling this our our guilty pleasures. Yeah, more uh, or less. Yeah. So I would so far I'd go so far as to classify these as as junk movie junk food movies for the soul. Yeah, if if uh, if feel good movies are like fine dining say Sunny's pasta, this is like McDonald's fries at 1 a.m. in the morning. Yes, like like burger senior I guess for yeah. those of you who are <laughs> sli- of slightly higher taste. I I don't know. Are you no, are you McDonald's at 1 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> not, Actually, it's Empire but, after after a night out. <laughs> Yeah, I would say okay, fine. That's probably a better a better explanation than anything else. Junk food yeah. for like, I mean, McDonald's for in terms of like a worldwide perspective. Yeah. But for more closer to home, I definitely call this the empire of of movies. So yeah, to speak. yeah. I think that's what we should call the episode: <laughs> the Empire <laughs> Movies. We get sued, dude. <laughs> Actually, they don't care. They're making like what thirty times more money than we'll ever make. Yeah, right? yeah. So, but anyway, where we digress. So these movies are movies we just occasionally like watching just for the sake of it. Yeah, they're there's, bad guys. They're not good. <laughs> these not, are not good movies. These are not great movies at all. But there's just so much fun to be had from yeah. just sitting through these experiences. And usually, I know we do this. We we kind of split it into into sets of three. But I don't think we're attempting to do that this episode. Yeah, I mean the 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 upside of us. Uh, being in the same room is that we don't have to do this whole structured format. Yeah, exactly. We can, we just, both of us just keep rambling on, and Abin will figure it out in post. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's actually what we should call the podcast at some point. Yeah, Abin, Abin figures, figures it out, out in, in post. post. Yeah, it's not easy, dude. I know it's not. <laughs> But okay, we'll we'll get to it. But before I forget, let's start the show. I am big. guilty pleasures now how does how do i even start like okay what is classified as a guilty pleasure so like we very uh, briefly mentioned at the outset these are movies tv shows songs any any even guilty pleasure is a, a wide net that we're casting out there that would not stand up to critical scrutiny objectively are probably like 9 out of 10 or maybe 8 out of 10 people don't really like it hmm. but the other two prob uh, you either love some aspect of it or i feel some of the movies in that i was thinking of i kind of hate watch them yeah I, I so do i yeah. hate watching is a, is a totally legitimate experience yeah it's like i know it's bad but i'm like 
fuck it it's on and i have nothing better to do and this is how i choose to burn my time <laughs> i will watch this to conclusion why aren't we successful at the things we do cuz i mean these movies are a reason to blame yeah so easy to so convenient to put uh, blame for our failures yeah, like because of, of these movies that i have exactly these, these movies are the stopping me from being the success that i am yeah but anyway that's that's like totally besides the point uh how do we go about structuring this episode like where does where do, where do you start talking about guilty pleasures actually before i uh, like before we start talking about specific movies um i want to take a step back because for me at least there are certain genres that i that i would classify as guilty pleasures because <laughs> these are genres where movies that come out are, are more missed than hit hmm. uh but i'll still watch them purely because it it is part that kind of movie that i like like for example romcoms of course there are good romcoms and there are really shitty romcoms as well mm. but uh, odds are if especially now with ott if if there's a romcom on netflix or prime and i have nothing to do if i have a couple of hours to kill there's a good chance i might go into it knowing full well this is like a 30% on rotten tomatoes but i like you are know, you referring to the likes of the kissing booth yes to to I all mean, the boys i have loved before that, I I would say there's a sub genre of rom-coms it's when slightly older audience not uh, not like teen teen rom-coms uh-huh. but you know when these uh, okay so where there's a very clear formula that I'm going to lay out okay for kind of rom-coms they like okay so these are you know these high powered career women who <laughs> are thrown out of like they need to head out of office situations and uh-huh. go somewhere unexplored okay. and there they meet some guy who has a hidden secret which makes him more desirable but for some fucking fuckery of romcom reason he will not uh, tell this person up front okay will... so there okay this very i know is oddly specific but there are a whole bunch of romcoms with this premise you know what you just described right what you've described the plot to the holiday <laughs> yeah so I, i would say the holiday is is like a the... movie you have historically hated <laughs> no i hate the holiday for different reasons because the problems that the people have in the situation that is set up the whole setup is too white person for me okay. too white people i get it but uh, i mean yeah cool okay i'm, I'm not going to delve into <laughs> no but i totally get it because the, the whole okay you have a very specific uh, sub genre of, of romcoms that you like yeah. chasing like empowered women who yeah. have suddenly who have sacrificed their personal lives uh to build a better career then suddenly yes. have a moment of realization that there is more to life than just exactly sitting in front of a computer and then they go out and they meet some fancy dude on a beach yes uh, who tells them that life is more than just keyboards and yes uh and excel sheets i've been have you written all those romcoms i i honestly i've looked at i've seen so many romcoms and so many of them they've all just kind of meshed into one yeah and it's more or less the same but i i totally like that that can that should is totally my jam this two uh, hours you can just forget like freddy prince you know, jr yeah freddy prince jr created a, a career based on just yeah. romcoms i i can name one romcom that he's in and i feel like i, I would have named at least the other four to five that he was in yeah. like she's all that was um a movie which where it's kind of i think it it's faces a very similar plot to cruel intentions where he gets to rather they they try to like get the the hottest guy in school yeah. to go out with the nerdiest girl and and it's a bet and then and that in fact she's all that has now become a sort of verb right where you say oh mm. are you going to she's all that me yeah by which you mean give them a makeover and makeover. make them more noticeable yeah. and make the hot guy or girl fall in love with yeah. them yeah 
and that that trope has been done to death or cruel intentions did it uh yeah. then there's you know very weird way but then there's very weird yeah then not another teen movie plays uh rips off that correct so the early 2000s had a bunch of this shit and and I, i like even so i'd go so far as to say in terms of rom-coms um there's one movie that particularly stands out to me which i will watch anytime it's playing on or if i just i'll go seek it out if it's on ott which is the ryan reynolds um uh, uh, what's her name oh my god anna faris and amy smart movie just friends where ryan reynolds returns to this town that he runs away from oh yeah, he, he plays a movie. yeah he plays like a a fat a fat dude who loses yes. the way then gets stranded in his hometown one night one snowy night yes, and then yes. it's 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 a very like paid by numbers rom-com but i love it i think, I think it. these sort of movies kind of uh are wish fulfillment for us because there's some aspect that you've related to maybe you've been that fat kid in school i maybe, am that fat kid but okay <laughs> there, there's some aspect and you you're just like uh oh like in this dream scenario this is how it would play out or something like that hmm. i guess there's that relatability so yeah there's a whole whole bunch of shitty rom-coms that i'll watch Okay, so is there some genre like that before we get into like movie specific that you will watch regardless if it's just there on on TV? I have a very specific genre. Go for it. And I feel like we've spoken about this in like in two episodes prior or two three episodes prior to um, this episode. Uh, it's it's Rithik Roshan's body of work from the early two thousands. <laughs> Where that is that uh, guilty pleasure or masochism? I I I still don't know. I can I can't tell the difference. But I would like la. I would put it on purely for the entertainment perspective. If it's playing and if like I say, if my Prem Kithiwani who is playing, oh shit, dude, I'm gonna watch that movie because and I I couldn't give a shit about like what the movie's gonna tell me. I am just watching Rithik Roshan swing for the fences, like <laughs> time and time again. that is definitely like a genre then really bad hindi movies i would say for us and i think yeah i think that's a genre uh, i would also indulge in yeah. shitty z cinema crap i yeah obviously right? but i feel like we have to address the biggest guilty pleasure no there are two guilty pleasures in in the history of indian cinema which have also been covered or covered on several uh, channels of course famous made famous by pretentious movie reviews the first being the first pretentious movie review that was gunda now Uh, Again, uh, now when you say guilty pleasure, are you talking about the entire movie or like the first ten minutes? Even the entire movie. I mean, I guess the novelty dies pretty quickly. Yeah, because the first ten minutes I've watched many times. I've watched the entire movie once, and I think you put it perfectly. The novelty dies very quickly. Yeah, because it's like it's told in in, in couplets, right? The entire movie is basically yes. Yeah, I, it's a gimmick that gets old, mm-hmm. and uh, the story is like aggressively regressive. <laughs> yeah, it's. There's a flying baby to it. There's a there's a whole sequence where Mithun Chakravarti is tossing babies off a. And this is in that same era of trifecta of poo where, mm-hmm. like, women's safety and like uh, uh, sexual assault was, was handled very flippantly. Yeah, it was like yeah, of course. So the hero needs a. ये तो होता रहता है. बड़े-बड़े शहरों में ऐसी छोटी-मोटी बातें होती रहती हैं. Like it's just uh, like okay, hero needs a motive. Hmm, okay, <laughs> you girl, why are you wearing those clothes? It's just it's just. It's released the gang and, and yeah, a trope that we have since completely. Hopefully, yeah, off late we haven't seen like rape gangs, God. growing rape gangs. Yeah, it's good. Thank, oh my, I feel very much the product of the nineties and the early two thousand. Yeah. We definitely need a deep dive episode on, on that. A very uncomfortable one, but we but we're gonna need guests for it. Yeah, I would not <laughs> like us. Let's let's uh, get someone to shoulder that burden. Burden with us, yes, please. I cannot be bothered with uh, exploring that just by the two of us again. 
But yeah, Gunda for sure. And of course, the other one is is Jani Dushman. <laughs> Jani Dushman is a legit guilty pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's a fuck all movie, but you'll watch it. <laughs> so this, I have uh, Akshay Kumar recently talks about it in uh, in, the, in the coffee with Karan. They asked him about Jani Dushman, <laughs> and he said, "Listen, I saw the script, and I was supposed to die. I had a cameo supposed to die, and." my my character was dead it was over and i was i was leaving but then sunny diwar got stuck in new york and uh, he was unable to make it back for the shoot and he they were getting paid on a per day basis uh-huh. at the time it was just like you showed up you made this much money and then you... and akshay kumar is very straightforward he's like i came into this industry because once i did an ad i was making 5000 rupees a month i did an ad and it gave me 21000 rupees in a day I said how do i keep making more of this money that's it become an actor He said, "Fine, okay, I'll might as well." And he just ever since then, that's his motto. He and he's very clear. He's very open about it. He doesn't care about money. the craft. He doesn't give a shit about anything. Like mm-hmm. he stumbled on being, like his comedy chops were, I think, a discovery, an accidental yeah, discovery. Actual discovery because Priyadarshan found it and then said, "Okay, let's play it." And he, Akshay Kumar has a lot of things, but he's also hilarious. Whenever whenever he chooses yeah. to do comedy the right way, Priyadarshan knows what aspect of Akshay Kumar to get out for laughs, exactly. and he does it perfectly. And this, I mean, the the right wing has mobilized Akshay Kumar films to make memes, right? Like the whole. Uh, I would say make memes makes it sound less insidious than it is. I yeah. think it's a little more cunning yes. than that. Like he literally, if you look at open up, and he's like, a very willing participant in it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he cares. That's the thing, which is even worse, worse right? right? Like you don't even have an ideology. He even if you're doing it out of ideology, at least it's coming from a place of belief. You're just an assassin for hire. Yeah, basically. Tomorrow, if if some liberal militant left wing person comes and gives you money, you'll be like, yeah, okay, cool. Like he doesn't give a shit. Like I'm here, I'm here to work. Whatever my beliefs, my thing. I don't give a shit. All coming back to the movies we wanted to discuss, discuss which, yes, but have completely been sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's let's start. Uh, what did you want to talk about? Um so in terms of a guilty pleasure like let's stick with <laughs> let's stick with bollywood for just now i was okay. so if you have been around me the last four years i have recommended several films to people at different points in time but there is one movie that i have recommended i don't know why to, you keep talking about this movie i have absolutely no <laughs> I idea i recommended it to everybody i have known so i'll tell you the story of how this came to be on right? this podcast only some thrice you've mentioned this movie of course yeah so I'm I'm talking about 2017's Mubaraka. Okay, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to talk about this. So when Mubaraka came out in theaters, I didn't think twice about it. I was like, yeah, Jun Kapoor double role, Anil Kapoor, uh, and a bunch of like uh, more than Is anything. Is it an Anis Basmi movie? It's an Anis Basmi movie, of course. Anis. Mm-hmm. So it's, and this is what Anis Basmi does, right? Anis Basmi has this knack of just. Knowing exactly what audiences in this country like want, like mass audience, mass he, comedy. He gets mass. He comedy. has the biggest hit of the year in Bool Bulaya Two, which is mm. kind of nuts, right? Because when I saw Anis Basmi taking over Bool Bulaya Two yeah, from Priya like Darshan, I was like, "This is clearly not going to work." But lo and behold, it is the biggest success of the year. Karthik Aryan is the biggest film star in the country at the moment. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I I'm not a fan of Karthik Aryan, and I don't think it matters to him either. But it's just I'm not. I don't subscribe. Even when Pyar Ka Panchnama came out, I was like, okay, yeah, this man this can guy? monologue, great for him, but okay, not not my cup. I, I don't even dislike him. I'm just like, yeah, hmm, more or less. I, I think that's that's a more accurate description of how I feel. But anyway, so um, this Mubaraka stars Athiya Shetty, okay, who is Sunil Shetty's daughter, uh, and Athiya Shetty posted uh, <laughs> a picture on like Instagram, I think for her birthday or something. 
and everyone was like oh happy birthday and then there was one Are you like distantly related to her maybe somehow there's like a whole thing where he's part of the band community shetties are like targaryens no i mean we don't know dude we really, we really don't know so there was there was like a bunch of people leaving comments and then there was this one guy there that said happy birthday to my favorite shetty wash mubaraka three times uh, on the tour bus okay when was it, it a rolt uh, no it was the handle uh, champagne papi which is drake so <laughs> yeah so in the in a weird way <laughs> uh, like drake has like kind of i wonder what drake's impression of bollywood is drake loves mubaraka okay and for me that was like why what does drake love mubaraka and then there was a picture with uh, sunil shetty and atip rich put up for sunil shetty's birthday and drake is commented below that as well saying legend <laughs> so, what the fuck so i'm this just like bizarro universe i'm like dude this is very strange why does drake like mubaraka <laughs> one um christmas morning my friend and i we sat down to watch mubaraka it is a very bad movie what's it about i have no idea it's about two brothers mm. who are two twins mm. who uh, whose parents die in a car crash and okay. at the start of the film and no and they give them and his uncle and the and the uncle decides to raise them realizes he can't raise them and he gives them to his two siblings so one child goes to one one family and one child goes to another family and then it's a it's a anis basmi film it's like a case of or oh, this person said that uh, and it's just comedy tropes it is not much like one person falls in love with somebody but she is engaged to somebody else and you know you know how everything okay. connects in one full circle it's a very simple stupid premise but by god is it entertaining like it is so much fun I, and it is i think by about let's say um, into the just before the last 30 minutes it loses steam and it full leans fully into the melodrama but up till then you are laughing every 2 minutes for the sh- at the sheer stupidity that's unfolding on screen but is it uh, is it like uh, welcome humor or is it worse because welcome is a legitimately funny movie welcome has not aged well uh, i have watched welcome recently because i was like okay we need to watch welcome because one of our favorite films going up has not aged well we remember the good bits from welcome but there's a lot of shit in the middle uh, that you fair enough possible yeah. because i haven't seen it lately i only remember those few yeah, good bits yeah you remember like Nana Patekar and Anil Kapoor. Anil, I only remember Nana Patekar and Anil Kapoor. Anil Kapoor in this movie is is again, you know, Anil Kapoor swings for the fences, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes. Anil Kapoor's English accent in this movie is 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 like you need to hear it to believe it. It's he's not trying. He's here. He's not again. He he's like he knows he's in Anil Kapoor's movie. By English, you mean British accent? Like yeah, like in, what the fuck? Yeah, Anil Kapoor plays is uh, uh, their uncle who lives in England. So this movie is split between. England and uh, and and Chandigarh. So a lot of it happens. A lot of the communication happens back and forth. And Anil Kapoor lives in England, so his English accent and his and the sheer hamminess of what he is doing. Just please continue talking. I'm just trying to imagine Anil Kapoor with the British accent. Uh, pardon me, officer. What to do? Car broke down, sir. Good Lord! Someone is falling. Andu Saab, does this house have some water? <laughs> oh my God! Does this house have some water? <laughs> I'm slowly finding myself tempted to. You really oh, should. It is just for. It is so. It is so funny. It's so stupid. But, but it's I, a bad movie. I love it so much. It's like it's not a good movie. <laughs> Every I have. It took me five attempts to watch the movie in its entirety. 
because i kept suggesting it to people and while they were watching i would fall asleep <laughs> and each time they would finish the movie and then yell at me obviously yeah. and then we like, like, watch this movie <laughs> and on the fifth watch i watched the entire thing and i said dude like literally the, we have mubaraka traditions so we have a friend's birthday and on her birthday if we're around we'll sit and watch mubaraka together because we love it, it we all hate it we all shit on it but we love it so much cool <laughs> I, i i don't know what to say just think about it like if i i can my only pitch to you is like okay you may not like it but it's drake's one of drake's favorite hindi movies i don't like drake so that's not a that's not much of a pitch, pitch. honestly anil kapoor's british accent is as a big attempt oh anil yeah for you anil kapoor's british accent is the selling point yeah anil kapoor is just hilarious in that movie arjun kapoor is also really good um if it's not a sentence you hear very often very often i mean there is there are times where he'll come up with like a, i liked him in two states i really liked him in aurangzeb um but ever since then his like his career choices in film he acknowledges it as well he's like you completely dropped the ball on it yeah, which uh, since he's a product of nepotism you can make mistakes you'll keep getting <laughs> and you'll chances. keep getting chances but i i don't i think he's on his last legs when it comes to chances that the if you notice the actors that launched around, alongside him yeah they've all yeah. made their mark they've all made their mark this boy is kind of he needs to figure out his shit out yeah um but and anyway so this was one of like one of my favorite guilty pleasures i highly highly recommend actually it's go so far to say there are a few anis bazmi films that are definitely i think uh, anis bazmi's filmography falls squarely heavily under guilty, guilty pleasure zone like no entry is uh, entry is is bad <laughs> like even when i watched it i'm like bro this film is bad <laughs> it's, it's not, very problematic i really love no entry when i saw it maybe i haven't seen it since i don't know yeah I, even when i was watching it, it was very problematic it's like it's like musty right yeah Even Musty, even when as a what a 2004 it released, mm. when I watched, I'm like, bro, this is some trash, but it's funny, mm. but it's just trash, trash. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's 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 not good good trash. It's not like fun trash. Yeah, trash. it's like you don't feel good about yourself after watching it. Yeah, Anish Basmi isn't that bad, I would say, but uh, yeah, I maybe I'll I'll give Mubarak a watch. I'm telling you, if you have nothing to do today on a no, no, <laughs> not like today, today. I mean, just you, like when you're sitting, you can't uh, charm me with your wiles <laughs> to watch Mubarak. <laughs> I keep sending you like suggestions. Shit. I tried to make my dad watch it, and he was like, "What are you, what are you doing to me?" But he watched it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna break. I can feel myself break. Trust me, it's on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for a very long time. Oh shit! If it's <laughs> on Netflix, then it's uh, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, only a matter of time, really. But yeah, that's that's something I have to like. Uh, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I think we'll spend a couple of minutes on the new movie that came out last year. But I mainly want to talk about the OG uh, Mortal Kombat that was based on the video game. It had it didn't have all of the characters. I remember it had Liu Kang. It had it, it did had, it have Raiden? The first one didn't have Raiden. It did. Yeah. Uh, correct. You're right. Christopher Lambert plays Raiden. Mm. Uh, Liu Kang. I forgot the Shang, not Shang Chi. Sorry, uh, what's the name of the Shang Tsung, the the main bad yeah, guy? Yeah, Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. And he's played by this guy who plays these over the top bad guys in a lot of uh, Asian movies. movies yeah. It's it's super over the top. Everyone's again swung for the fences. Yeah. It's very overacted. Uh, bare bones storyline. It's like okay, there's a fighting tournament of people who have powers. Mm-hmm. None of which is explained. That's just like go with it. That's how the universe mm-hmm. in this movie exists. and this dude is just stealing people's souls i don't know what he's planning to do with them 
and Liu Kang's brother has been one of the guys who has been whose soul has been stolen mm. and Liu Kang is going to go enter this tournament because in the final you get to fight this guy and yeah. Liu Kang wants to beat him and save yeah. his brother along for the ride comes Johnny Cage Sonia jo- Johnny Cage Sonia was there Jax also I think no it's the song look at the, the song mentions the characters it's Kano Liu Kang Raiden Johnny Cage the song has Sonya. Jax the song doesn't have Jax Jax is not Yeah him. song has Jax You sure? Yeah. It's a Jax. Oh, Sonia. Uh Goro is Goro. There. Yeah. Like a very Kitanga. <laughs> Who's Kitanga because I know that's there in the song. No, and there's no Kitanga. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, then there's something that sounds like Kitanga in the song. The Scorpion. It's got yeah. there's a whole Scorpion, Scorpion of course. Yeah, it's got the Scorpion sequence. Get over here. It's got is a lot of fun especially when in that when they go into the other realm. Yeah. Mm. So it's a really bad like oh, I, I mean now Mortal that I think Kombat, about it dude. for the CG for 95 isn't But I remember the CG being really bad, but the, now that see, it's a '95 movie, it's not that bad. Yeah. Story is shit, acting mm-hmm. is shit. It's a bad movie, but I'll watch it. Like I'll just watch it for the fights, and I know how the movie progresses. I love that movie, dude. It's such a it's such a fun time. Yeah. Like if it's playing, I'm like, okay, dude. Let's exactly. Yeah. If it's on TV, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's cool. settle even, in. Even if, if I have stuff like if I'm doing brain dead data crawling work, yeah. I need something that, uh, you know, I I can like that gives me some sort of Uh, fun exactly and it's the perfect film to keep playing and occasionally tune in and be like okay fine and like character motivations are established extremely quickly it's not very deep yeah. it's a part w anderson movie uh so it's like um, you know of the guy who made the resident, uh, resident evil, evil films and like a bunch of shit so event horizon he's also made which is not a good movie though which is again i don't know why it's so lowly rated it's, it's actually a, a very good movie very nice film yeah. um and um, Yeah, so I remember the one thing that I was really looking forward to because I hadn't watched the movie when it released. Mm. Obviously, I was four years old then. Mm. So, uh, but I remember all. I'm, I'm sure all of us played Mortal Kombat Four. Mm. That's the of one course, Mortal yeah. Kombat game everyone, everyone played. played. Yeah, and like Goro was the big bad, even though he wasn't the final baddie. He was the one, the toughest guy to beat. Mm. And after having played the game a lot, when I knew, when I found out there's there's a Mortal Kombat movie, and I knew I saw Goro was in it. I think that reveal as to how have they actually portrayed him was a very or something I was really looking forward to, and then they've done a great job, at least for the time, showing mm-hmm. Goro. I, I really let them enjoy the Johnny Cage sequence where he breaks his glasses. Yeah. So that was that was a, that that movie is a lot of fun. There's also a second Mortal Kombat annihilation. Movie Johnny Cage dies in the first five yeah. minutes. It's on an island. They go to an island. Yeah, yeah. That's all I remember. My brain has erased everything That's else. About such the a bad movie. That is that is a. That's not movie. a guilty pleasure. It's just a bad. It's, it's a, a flat out bad. Horrible bad movie. Uh, like the op- the ending of Mortal Kombat ends with Shao Kahn being released from the temple. Yeah. Saying I will take your souls. And then Raiden says, "I don't think so." And then it pauses, and then the the theme song kicks in. Oh, and the theme song. Yeah. Oh man, it is. Any so the movie is good. The theme song is a straight up banger. Correct. That's the one cultural legacy of that movie is the theme song. My God, it, it's transcended that movie. It's like Ed Boon. Ed Boon keeps saying, "I like nothing beats the first Mortal Kombat." It's still Ed Boon is the creator of, of Mortal Kombat, and mm. he and he's like. Um, that movie captured the essence of it of what they were really trying to go for yeah in fact even the newer one i don't know if you watched the one that came out last year 2021 i did one. not like it that was very boring so the 2021 movie in fact had much bigger budgets much better cg they had a great cast they had hiroyuki sanada which mm. we've seen in westworld we've loved mm. him in other works as mm. well 
a lot more to work with than the 95 movie i would say but they've done such a bang average job and because of that i would say it's not a great guilty pleasure movie because it's not surprising you you're not like hey this is surprisingly good you're just like i'm disappointed i'm let down by yeah. what they what it could what have could been. have been right like the, even the opening sequence of, of it is quite nice where yeah uh it has this, it sets scorpion and so, this, scorpion and, and sub zero fight yeah, it sets yeah. up the conflict and um, there's a great model combat animated film mm-hmm. that's on that's playing on ott okay it's the it's a, it's a scorpion based film and it's extremely gruesome very bloody lot of fun mm-hmm. um that's something worth i mean which out. is how model combat, combat should, should be. be exactly this attempts to have, like have the fatality aspects of it but not yeah, not I, the most fun it just didn't land with me it becomes a cgi fest towards the exactly they like basically sit in one spot towards the end but the but the 95 one so much fun yeah and in in a strange sort of way it still holds up yeah for all the wrong reasons but it's still like holds. you look at the the cgi is not as aged bad poorly the acting is over the top but you just go along for the ride cuz yeah. it's, it's just so much fun it's like you you kind of like put all of those things aside and jump in in, in your And, and and you just go along with the ride yeah but what's what's the other movie you want to talk about i want to talk about let's stay in the 90s for just another sure. short minute uh i want to talk about batman and robin <laughs> I, okay go on. i want i want to hear like i want to hear what you say what is the pleasurable part of the movie for you it doesn't okay the story isn't great no the acting george clooney is probably the best actor in that ensemble and he's also phoned it in mm. cg is in great no i'm not even getting into the bad credit card or the bad nipples i mean that's a whole area of shit in and of itself it's not okay i i, I mean it's it's not fair for me to say that the specific batman aesthetic this is an equally legitimate batman aesthetic i would say it's not a good aesthetic but it's a direction you could take the batman movies uh, towards still i think that's it. what do you like about it it's so over the top it's so camp it's so ridiculous that halfway <laughs> through i'm like okay fine george schumacher let's go let's do this let's go for the right anush and as soon as that happens anush was like pops up with allow me to break the ice chill chill what kill the dinosaurs the ice, <laughs> ice age, age. <laughs> so just think of the sheer absurdity of that film mr freeze is trying is threatening to freeze the city unless you give him uh some some, some minerals or diamond diamonds for that so that he can like wow. uh heal his Today's wife well, they'll be like go to europe they are dying there <laughs> heat wave go go freeze them <laughs> yeah and the movie opens with chris o'donnell's robin saying i want a car chicks dig the car and to which batman replies this is why superman works alone there's a bad credit card Uma Thurman is swinging again for the fences as Poison Ivy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, Alicia mm. Silverstone is like you know, Uma Thurman in that Poison Ivy costume. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we were we were. Uh, I think change. it accelerated our puberty, <laughs> if anything. Uma Thurman is like pure femme fatale in that movie, yeah. uh, and I have, I still like we've we spoke about this on the Batman episode. I think it's the most influential Batman film to have ever been made. <laughs> because it forever changed the landscape of superhero cinema because everybody said okay we're not going to make that yeah, we know like, what not to do yeah like, this is like, we get comic book accurate <laughs> films 
it's not going to be that that's the service joel schumacher did for the comic book movie yeah, industry definitely like it and it's surprising right if you look at the rest of his filmography dude's very accomplished he's yeah. done great dramatic work yes he, he has a nice body of work and then this one film is what he'll be remembered for most likely and just shit so that everything else he's done is the whole uh, <laughs> if you if you heard josh when he talk about him directing it directing him on set he says bro is this george your bruce wayne your parents are dead and you're sad action <laughs> i think even joel schumacher phoned it in then he apologized for it he publicly apologized for it he said i apologize i tried to do something with this film and if it didn't work see the movie was meant to make was meant to sell toys was this the one with alicia silverstone yes or? alicia silverstone uh there like the there are different suits there's batman on ice skates my first ever batman figure that i ever owned oh yeah yeah but i've seen with them on ice skates yeah so and it also had that uh, not a not a dissolve cut but it had that spin mm. transition between scenes, scenes yeah. the kind of shit you would have in adam west or in powerpoint today mm, yeah <laughs> powerpoint even then power that time it was like oh dude we can do this on powerpoint look yeah, at yeah i mean now now you as working professionals you know that shit doesn't work yeah. back then when like every slide is going to collapse into to the another. next one. Oh my god dude have you seen this font called comic sans oh yeah <laughs> dude comic sans was You're such stupid mind kids. blown yeah <sighs> comic sans but yeah coming back and that's the sort of transitions you had in the hmm. there's a lot that doesn't work for the movie and you're right i think it it it's a great template for what not to do what not to do and it's movie. also it, it has so much entertainment value i think arnold the biggest movie star at the time i think you have josh clooney who's a good he's an up and coming rising star yeah. but we're talking arnold schwarzenegger in the 90s yeah like terminator arnold schwarzenegger eraser arnold schwarzenegger um what else did he have dude he had a bunch of like action films total recall true lies uh, arnold yeah, schwarzenegger yeah i mean we don't really have to spell out arnold yeah body of work body of work that we will leave that work nice mm-hmm. pun in his case because i mean he is like for us the first big action superstar for all of us was on shot yeah yeah without a shadow doubt i have a, i have a special place in my heart for for batman so what if it if it's on tv you watch that shit i watch it i don't know how to react to that i watch i mean i check on it every couple of years i'll be like okay how has this movie worked and then maybe i'll give up on it halfway through if i really can't if i'm not in the mood for it but as like a group watch it's so much fun. Ha, huh, this is a sort of movie you can this is like room or like yeah. one of those movies where if you watch in a group and you can poke fun at it, mm. it's a great time. Yeah, it's, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Speaking of uh, campy, slightly over the top movies that still somehow manage to work, I want to talk about the next film which is 2004's Van Helsing, I want to say. Oh, yeah, I love that movie too. Yeah. Again, Yeah I love that movie I don't know I, <laughs> I, I think know one of the reasons was uh again these discs we used to used to have with multiple movies on them uh-huh. uh that used to buy off the roads roadsides <laughs> the first disc I bought had Van Helsing on it uh-huh. and uh so what happened was we uh we'd found this guy near our house and we bought one disc just to see whether his mall was like <laughs> working or not because it, remember a lot of them wouldn't work. work yeah so uh we bought it it worked we like okay and this guy has a nice collection and then we went back to him he wasn't there for a while mm. i think he had just shut shop and he was going to come back mm. and then there was nobody like near walking distance or whatever for us to get so for a while i had just this one cd okay so i had watched van helsing so many times and the other other i the, that uh, cd had uh, 
Spider-Man, hmm. Spider-Man 2, hmm. Van Helsing. Yeah, oh, three that, movies. What like, oh, that, yeah. that, that's a collection if yeah, there's any. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. So obviously Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, I, I had watched a fair bit also, but I, I have a soft spot for horror, zombie, vampire movies. So Van Helsing was the movie I probably watched the most out of the three. Hmm. And again, not a objectively not a good movie. Not, no, Richard Rothsberg's Dracula is doing all kinds of stupid things. Yes, yeah, his exactly the the Dracula is so bad in this movie. He's like he's in a he's like in a goth musical. Like that's the that's the vibe he's going for. The uh, the creature that's worse is the werewolf. Kate Beckinsale's brother, brother who huh? is the werewolf. Oh fuck all werewolf they've shown. I love the werewolves in this movie, dude. I don't know why. Maybe I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember Correct. So uh, when at the time when I watched it, I thought it was really badass. Uh-huh. But now, like there are when you watch it again, it the werewolf doesn't age well. Mm. I wanted to make that exact same clarification. At the time, it 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 was a very yeah. especially when he's out in the lightning and it, mm, it yeah. strikes him. It's a very uh, striking image. Mm. Uh, I think what works for the movie is like like we mentioned, thing movies. These movies keep you engaged. Oh yes. The the screenplay just keeps barreling along. There's something or the other interesting happening on screen. Uh, Hugh Jackman is very easy on the eyes, very easy to watch. Same can be said for uh, Kate Beckinsale as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just the 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 story is happening. It's it's moving on. You're you're watching, and before you know it, it ends. Mm. So it keeps you engrossed. But it's a very bad movie. So this is this is a movie directed by Stephen Sommers. Mm. Um, Stephen Sommers directed. Who, made, who most famously made the Mummy. The Mummy. And you can uh, see the same elements of... Yeah, of course. It's very, very similar in terms of direction and like yeah. how that movie battles along. And it being engaging and... To, to some, The Mummy is a guilty pleasure. I don't classify it as a guilty pleasure. I legitimately have fun with that movie. I think exactly. It's, it's I not think a guilty it's, pleasure because it's not a bad movie. It's not. not it's in really my opinion, it's really not. Even though a lot of people... class It's on a lot of lists. You'd be surprised on how many lists it, it's classified as a guilty pleasure. If anything, Van Helsing is a guilty, guilty yeah. pleasure. Because it takes the concept of what... Uh, Traditionally, this old, rickety yeah. old dude in the in in the in the, in the novel said he's an old guy. Yeah, and they make him this huge Jackman-esque vampire hunter. Yeah, with Kate Beckinsale and like the brides of Dracula. There you have Frankenstein's monster. You have yeah, that movie has everyone. It, it has, has brides of Dracula, yeah. werewolf, mm. monster. There and probably has, is an Igor-esque figure in there somewhere. Yeah, there is an Igor-esque figure in there. Yeah. and then you have. Um, the first attack of those three brides of Dracula on the village is such a good scene. It's so much fun. You can let's see, has not aged particularly well. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a lot of fun, especially when Van Helsing makes his way yeah. into in, into uh, into the town. Uh, and of course, my favorite thing about this movie, and I'm going to spoil Van Helsing for those of you who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about this is the werewolf transformation at the end. That is the coolest looking werewolf I've seen on screen. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong then. The Hugh Jackman werewolf? Yeah, then I'm remembering it wrong. The big ass... Because this is the same year Prisoner of Azkaban came out and... Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I was confusing it with the Prisoner of Azkaban werewolf. I don't know for what reason. Actually, the werewolf in Van Helsing is really nice. You're right, you're right. The Prisoner of Azkaban werewolf looks like Gollum with a dog's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a shit werewolf. Yeah, not intimidating at all. The werewolf in Van Helsing is like this roided up creature... That is huge and like big fucking fangs that that jumps Dracula and it yeah. like has a throwdown for the ages. I, I remember seeing the first time I saw the climax, I saw it in Tamil <laughs> because it was Why? playing on TV. I didn't get a chance to go watch it in movie theaters somebody because I think unit test exams or whatever. And then I saw it and I kept it in the back of my mind. Then I saw that sequence and I was like, okay, I need to watch this film. 
like much like you picked up a four in one uh and ended up watching it it had such a great time with it what an amazing movie but uh but yeah that was van helsing a fun watch definitely mm-hmm. if you haven't checked it out please do it may not be as uh, the cg won't i don't think i think it's like very subjective if, if you like i think all guilty pleasures are subjective so yeah so it's this is definitely something i've i've had fun with it's it's yeah. very over the top it's, it's like proper camp i don't say proper camp i say rob batman robin is camp but this is this is like goth camp yeah kind of like the brides of dracula like oh everyone's overacting for everyone's yeah. overacting and hugh jackman is doing his best but brooding but i i like stuff. i like the whole transylvania aesthetic one because mm. like Dra- the the bram stoker dracula novel is my favorite fiction work of fiction God, ever yeah and In fact when I was planning the trip to Romania I told the the friends that I'd gone with saying I I definitely want to drive through Transylvania I want to go to a couple Did of Did you classes. drive through Transylvania? Yeah we went to Transylvania we went to How is Transylvania? It's mostly uh misty mountains uh, so like complete pine forests and stuff mm-hmm. so like you can imagine very shady shit happening and like okay. the whole moody setting that Bram Stoker had in mind you can definitely see it play out now the problem is there's one castle which uh the romanian tourism board says is the castle where it's called bran castle mm. is the castle where uh vlad tepes on whom dracula mm. is based was uh, sitting out of mm. but that's not true okay uh that's the more glamorous castle that the government likes to uh, push portray, uh-huh. push but the original castle is run down and it's it's you don't it's not a tourist destination because it's like fucked up it's on top of a hill and mm. it's hard to access okay. and it's there's nothing to see okay. but that's apparently where he originally was mm. but we actually got to drive through transylvania and i was like part of me was like hey what if somebody attack like some vampire attacks us? and the other part was like are you fucking insane you want to die here <laughs> but um, having seen all this transylvania I, have a mcdonalds yeah yeah it does oh, okay fine i just wanted to know if capitalism has reached uh, yeah yeah capitalism has reached every corner okay. true horror Yeah, yeah, that's the true part. <laughs> but uh, because of that I like this whole and they they speak in exaggerated accents in Van Helsing they have. Yeah. They, you must my brother must be saved. Yeah, Nobody but, talks like that. <laughs> Movie's filled with over exaggerated accents. But a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun. Very, very lot of fun. Speaking of lot of fun. Yes. Are we leading into your movie? Which one though? You have Transformers. Of course. I was I was going to like see there are two, right? There is one where you have robots punching each other in the face and then you have another where you have a dude punching a robot like man in the face so let's start with the latter i'll get to transformers in the end because we've kind of anyway actually no let's let's do transformers now because okay. we've already done an episode on it revenge of the fallen is a terrible film but for some reason i absolutely adore it i just don't know why it's one of those movies it's like it is it's robot one at its best but there's never a dull moment it's michael bay's it it is it michael bay as a powerhouse of the I movie think michael bay also like steven somers is a director whose filmography could be categorized as guilty pleasures because they are objectively oh, bad course. movies yes. but for that reason that something keeps happening on screen like bad boys too definitely up there mm. but revenge of the fallen for at the time especially even now for a, for a matter of fact the cgi holds up That's something you can like you, credit Michael Bay. You can Bay with. credit Michael Bay for a lot of like you call his movie shit but his films look good. Yeah. Because he hires the best in the business and pays double their rate. Yeah. He treats them like shit and everybody hates him but they all come back to work with him. Which is really really bizarre. I mean because if the output is something you're proud of you're like you know what hmm. the process might be shit but yeah. I'm proud of what finally yeah. came so out. Yeah. So it's like it's 
he's notoriously difficult to work with but people love him for like reasons we can't explain revenge of the fallen and i don't want to spend too much time on it because there's a whole episode on it i have for some reason seen more times than i can count i had it on my old ipod back in the day i would play it while i'd be traveling to college or just like you know on the bus somewhere it's it's such a bad film i watched it recently and i was like wow this movie is shit but i watched the whole thing anyway because john turturro is hamming shaila buff is hamming um megan fox is something happens to her face between movies 1 and 2 and i'm like i'm still trying to figure out what has changed to this day i have not figured out um there's one irritating you realize megan fox like even outside of movies when like she looks like she has a cgi face hmm. it's it's too perfect it's it's too symmetrical it it feels too made up mm mm-hmm. I don't know there's not an element of naturalism to her appearance. This at least in the first movie when you saw you're like oh my god who is she? Mm. Because when she uh pops open that trunk yeah yeah the, uh, the hood hood of the car like they could hear the audience collectively gasp yeah in my auditorium everyone went oh. I'm I'm guessing those were followed by other noises. No. No okay no, I mean, please. Just me fine just you. <laughs> <laughs> But yes the the movie is there are some absurd fight sequences there's there's a whole pyramids thing that like there's an entire sequence that takes place on top of a pyramid there's a whole other track in the desert no with uh, yeah. Josh to Amel and uh, uh, Tyrese Gibson Tyrese Gibson yeah. it just the movie makes no sense it's it's just bizarre it's good old robots punching each other in the face <laughs> and by the end of the movie you go home like it, it's what it says on the front is what it delivers and you can i've seen the movie enough times to start noticing mistakes like i know for a fact when he's used re- he's reused shots from pearl harbor armageddon oh my god he's uh, there are shots where in the film where the same girl walks down the staircase twice and shaila buff is having a conversation <laughs> so like i i've seen this movie in in excruciating detail it's just plain dumb old fun i'll kind of want like say i've said all that there is there is to say on that film i don't want to go into it some more mm. but i do want to quickly like touch up on rocky 4 uh, which is my opinion the guiltiest of guilty pleasures of all time yes this is i would say an archetypical guilty pleasure movie yes like i think this is came out during the cold war right yep. like 1986 84 86 yeah 80, late 80s late 80s, 80s. so of course it's america versus russia is the overarching theme mm. but <laughs> you have um Ivan Drogo played by Dolph Lundgren. What a specimen of a human being, man. Yeah. Doctor like, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, he's he's like a <laughs> he's got a master's degree. Yeah. He is six something. Yeah. Blonde like literally Hitler's wet dream. <laughs> six pack built like a fucking house yeah. like the OG Chris Hemsworth. He is yeah, basically Dolph Lundgren is. And he was a martial artist mm. like not just he had the chops mm. to back it up. Yeah. He was a legit martial But, artist. I didn't know that. Okay, go out. Yeah, and in fact, uh, you must have heard this f- famous story when a couple of uh, robbers broke into his house, uh-huh. and uh, they didn't know whose house they were breaking into. They just thought it was a big rich guy, or whatever. Mm-hmm. He had the trappings of wealth, and they broke in, and they saw one of the photo frames. They saw it was Dolph Lundgren's house. The two thieves were so afraid they just left. Like they didn't steal anything. They kept whatever they had taken. Mm-hmm. Like if this guy catches, he'll just fuck us. So. So I, I love stories like this where you just so I mean that's the kind of guy who they pick to play Ivan Drago yeah. so yeah. and if he dies he dies, dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
what a movie dude it yeah. has it has rocky very the, pulpy very pulpy like especially and it has those forced punch noises that <laughs> that, that are in the film the very yeah, yeah. systematic systemic of the 80s but when apollo creed takes a beating is uh, brutal i feel very bad <laughs> Oh, that sets up a fight for the ages in the in the climax. That the training montage in. I was just going to mention the training montage really stands out from the rest. He's not in Philly. Yeah. He's in some fucking backwater somewhere, looking like a fucking hobo yeah. with his huge ass beard. Yeah, like it's a very uh, out of uh, whatever, not run of the mill training montage for yeah. Rocky. It really stands out. So much fun, dude. Not like, very convincing. He's not... lifting logs, and I'm like, "What's going on, bro? Kuch bhi." but uh, they make so, it work and I, the package on the whole is super entertaining oh, from great. start to finish yeah. it was the first rocky film i ever watched mm. it's for, for me i was like i watched rocky 4 and went and then i watched rocky's 1 2 and 3 and 5 is i never liked 5 5 is so bad yeah 1 is still my favorite 1 is one is a, a legitimately good movie it is yeah. i would say so is 2 i like 2 the most i would mm. say but yeah one is probably the most yeah. objectively best movie best best movie infamously beat taxi driver to the oscar yes yes, yes. So, which is why i mean you have to concede yeah you have to if it beat taxi driver <laughs> who are we to say yeah and sliced alone i mean to get that movie made moved heaven and earth yeah um so definitely uh, but rocky 4 just in terms of spectacle i mean in the movie universe this dude single handedly ended the cold war yeah. like hey, russia sucks <laughs> bro you're right <laughs> let's end this <laughs> the funny thing is apparently what during shooting uh, dorf langen put stern in the hospital yeah because he, he hit him so hard sudden like some four hard man is like give me what you what got, got. dorf langen is like bro i have actually learned this but okay cool give him one punch i think broke his ribs or something yeah, collapsed his lungs ribs, or yeah. and then said put him in the hospital definitely like up there in terms of my guilty like the number one guilty yeah, yeah. that i would wholeheartedly agree it's mm. like og guilty pleasure of movie of course uh the other movie i want to talk about i think uh, for me this is the last movie before if there i don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about but no i think that's yeah fine. the last movie i want to end with is uh, jason statham's crank uh-huh. 2009 2010 crank 1 or 2 one one two is bad two is it's terrible hmm. like because i loved the first one so much i want i wanted to check out two it's just bad hmm. but the first movie i think was 2009 10 bad shit insane very simple premise uh jason statham plays some mafia enforcer or hitman or something like that opposite gang people don't like him so they inject him with some poison which ke- which will stop his heart unless it he regularly keeps getting doses of adrenaline hmm. either his body has to generate adrenaline or he has to keep taking shots or whatever and so the rest of the movie until he finds the rival boss or whatever to get the cure from him he just has to keep getting what i don't know keep he exciting himself, himself so that he keeps getting those adrenaline mm. doses mm-hmm. that's it i mean imagine what you can do with that premise and i feel for the most part crank delivers on that premise crank is a lot of fun the first one is a lot of fun the second one has is massive suspension of disbelief it's terrible it is the second one where he throws himself off the airplane the first one ends with him jumping off the airplane uh-huh. and the second one somehow is like he falls and i don't know how they even explain him being alive mm. at that point only i was like okay this movie is i'm mm. not going to waste time with it and they overdid the whole i don't know they had stickers on screen some random text coming yeah. it became very animeish i don't know i didn't like the aesthetic but the first movie in fact there's a scene where this girlfriend played by amy smart 
uh, he ends up having to have sex Sexual. with her in the middle of a market, market. to again get yeah. the adrenaline rush. It's like, what is happening in this movie? There's another scene where he's in a taxi and he starts headbanging to achy, breaky heart <laughs> to again get his adrenaline <laughs> up. He ends up having to do outrageous things just to get his, his that adrenaline I rush. I think a lot of Jason Statham's body of work is... can be classified as guilty pleasures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jason Statham again like even Death Race. Yeah, Death Race. Death, Death Race, Race for sure. sure. <laughs> How many times I watched that movie? Death It's Race. so shit. Yeah. I have I haven't seen Crank in a in a hot minute. I yeah. saw Crank uh, again I didn't know of the movie. I didn't download it or anything. It was on HBO and I just happened to I first 10 minutes or so of the movie were done and I just happened to chance upon it. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and I remember by the end I myself was so hyped. <laughs> that i went for a 5k run it's like fuck i need to work this energy <laughs> off what was this movie and i just went for a run like bad shit insane that movie is oh uh, me i think if there's another film I, i want to mention in the same line of like the crank films possibly when fast five jumps the shark in <laughs> rather for the fast and furious jumps the shark in, and with fast five yeah. particularly fast five it's a good movie but oh man it's so much fun Is the uh, is Fast Five the one with the bank? Uh... Yes, the one with the with the safe being yeah. driven to Rio de Janeiro. You know they actually drove drove safes to Rio de Janeiro. Things be chalra. Just like what is happening? If there was ever a direction that the franchise had to go to sustain, that was probably it. Yeah, I mean it has to. Like right now, it is going to merge when it is going to head on with another. Of, it, it, there's only way it survives because now the family thing is dying. It needs to meet. another big franchise so jurassic park oh that would that would be something but i think i don't think spielberg would let uh, fast and furious shit on his jurassic park legacy imagine i think transformers is the table. I, i think transformers is more likely fair enough no but i want to imagine dinosaurs like family corona yeah <laughs> <laughs> all we need is family and t-rex goes hey. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's, instead of the glass of water, a bottle of Corona has like yeah, has the ripple, ripple effect. No, but, oh, but I, I mean, I want to go back to Death Race just for a bit. Oh, I love that. Now that you mentioned Death Race, it has Robin Shu. I think the guy who plays Liu Kang is also in that movie. Yes, it mm. also has Ian McShane mm. hamming it up once again. Amy, Sm- no, is it Amy Smart in it? No, it's somebody else. Um, Rodriguez, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. as Michelle Rodriguez famously hot turn as well yeah i i love that race it's it's a remake of an older yeah the very old 60s 70s british film but yeah so much fun yeah anything else you have on the list no i think that's a lot of guilt for one episode <laughs> yeah let us know your guilty pleasures guys like that's yeah. that's basically we can be like your confession box yeah we could like you can just i'll keep a little space for you to come and Uh, right in your guilty pleasures movies you love to watch that you hate that you're watching but you just can't stop yeah. loving them ah, that's us i think but that's us for this week who's joining you on the next one until then take care my Bye-bye. friends stay safe so they opened their big mouths and out came talk talk talk